Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hey, Vincer. All right. Got my hair cut today. Oh, nice. Is it uh, is it getting warm there in Ohio? Like, is it like prepping for spring slash summer? Um, it's about normal, but I needed the haircut. Ah. <laughs> it's like hair was getting in my eyes and all of that, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When the little, like, the little bangs or whatever start poking me in the eyeball that's that's the worst yeah <laughs> so is your hair like like curl like like does it like naturally curl and stuff i know it's not like super curly or it kind of curls up a bit yeah but not too bad mine's pretty straight but it like curls inward like you know what I mean? so it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it starts getting the eye hair. level it like comes right into the the ocular cavity <laughs> oh uh michael i did want to ask you since we're going to be heading out there okay what is the weather like in june in ohio from someone who lives there um it's usually it's usually pretty warm in june it gets warmer towards july and august okay in september um it starts to get a little bit warmer in june now and i heard it's a uh, super rainy in june usually uh, sometimes it depends. Alrighty. We'll be prepared for all weather. Right. Cause like uh so I grew up in the Sacramento Valley and my birthday is June the eighth. So still technically spring, not even summer yet. And it was regularly 108 degrees on my birthday. Thanks. Yeah, it doesn't get that hot. All right. Yeah, that's why people live there, babe. <laughs> right well, people live in the sacramento valley too uh some people are just i mean they're left, assholes left but... there. It, it's like reno <laughs> nobody chooses to live in reno they just kind of grew up there and can't leave <laughs> somebody's parents were out of gas and never left <laughs> <laughs> they're still waiting on that new transmission <laughs> right three generations later oh <laughs> uh, that's gotta be a podcast like why here you start going back to the family history. It's like, well, my grandfather came across the plains in 1882 looking for gold. Never even quite made it to the mountains. Just kind of decided to stay here in Topeka and uh, hijinks ensued, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Topeka doesn't seem that exciting. I've never, but then I've never been to Kansas. I think the most west I've been is Indiana. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Well, you'll have to come out to Utah. 
If, yeah. Uh, I would suggest flying. It's uh, a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, driving across Kansas, Nebraska is great if you like cornfields. Unless you do it in January, and then even the corn has left Nebraska. Yeah. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Nebraska is not my favorite state. <laughs> really? Shots fired. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of those states where it's like. It really wouldn't be in like the bottom 10 or the top 10, but it'd be like 38 on the list. <laughs> yeah. What's uh what's the worst state that you've been to? Uh man, Mississippi's really there. Um I've not heard good things about Mississippi. And I only went to Tunica, which is just just across the border from like Tennessee's so they can have a casino there or something. Yeah, I don't know. I've been to a lot of them, but I mean, it's not like I hang out in Alabama or anything like that. I assume they're probably the worst. Pennsylvania is kind of meh. Really? Pennsylvania? <laughs> I, I just kind of remember just driving through and not really stopping anywhere in Pennsylvania. I just kind of remember it kind of being boring. I don't remember like any sites or any place that I really stopped by in pennsylvania like on the way to somewhere else so and no beautiful rolling hills or anywhere like hanging out like pittsburgh or philadelphia or anything like that right no we're just kind of just driving through pennsylvania i think it was like to go to washington dc a couple of times mm-hmm. yeah I'd, I'd say wyoming could be near the bottom but honestly northern wyoming is basically southern montana so it's gorgeous <laughs> yeah, say, uh, whenever i've drawn, driven through wyoming it's been gorgeous we had a great mm-hmm. time doing uh the part of our dinosaur road trip through there oh but yeah, yeah that, that was like 10 minutes of it though yeah yeah <laughs> yellowstone was definitely yeah that that part's beautiful but like but like southern wyoming where it's just the was it i yeah i think yeah. the 80s the one that goes through there it's nothing but oil fields and uh occasional gas stations every hour and a half you know and that super weird lincoln memorial yeah that pops out of nowhere Everybody it does especially when you're driving through at night yeah it's all lit up and it's just a giant yeah. face There's like a ghostly face of abe lincoln on the side of the freeway as you're going by 80 miles an hour what the fuck was that <laughs> did i go the wrong direction am i in washington <laughs> or even illinois or something yeah right <laughs> yeah could you imagine lincoln is like the hitcher or something like that <laughs> oh thank you for pulling over Whew. Oh man, pardon my hat. Just a <laughs> then, super tall, skinny, depressed guy. Then after about 20 minutes into the drive, he's like <laughs> he pulls a knife, holds it to your throat or something. Like, <laughs> Listen here, bitch. Ah. <laughs> have you ever seen death? <laughs> I think I have now. God, Thanks, I gotta, Mr. Lincoln. I gotta watch the hitcher again. I've killed many people four score and seven years ago. Have killed scores and scores of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say I know Rooker Howard's the old teacher. Who was it in the the remake though? Like 2006 or whatever the hell that was. I've never seen the remake. I've just seen the original with Rudger. God damn it, I gotta look it up. I want to say it was like Patrick Wilson or someone like that. Probably. Watch I'll look it up. It'll be Thomas Jane and I'll feel like such a fool. <laughs> Right. You mean friend of the podcast, Thomas J? Well, exactly why I would feel such a fool. Um, oh, Sean Bean. That's right. Oh, apparently Hitcher 2 has Jake Busey. What? Ooh. And that's a Hitcher. <laughs> oh, it's 2003, though. So that's a, uh, I guess, a sequel to the 86 one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, sounds kind of dicey. Oh, okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> like, is the hitcher streaming? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Sorry. It, it was like point. on the, I know the original was like on HBO Max and they like short it, showed it like at a very horrible ratio and it looked like a washed out copy like on VHS or something. Oh. It, it looked yeah, really where they bad. do like the low res like 480p or whatever, but yeah. it's also like one to one like square box or whatever. Yeah, a couple couple times we've watched things on HBO Max and I was like, really? <laughs> That's yeah, I can't get the Amazon YouTube. Prime of you to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it like I forget? Do you do you listen to the Grand Ben podcast? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I thought so. Uh have you seen The Sweeper with C. Thomas Howell? Oh, not yet. Um, yeah. I plan on to though. Yeah, uh, we, we after listening to the episode, or at least like the first twenty minutes or so, I was like, okay, I have to watch this movie before I continue. <laughs> Luckily, it's on Amazon Prime. It's fucking amazing. The stunts in the first twenty minutes are worth the price of admission, right there. <laughs> yeah, I know Red Letter Media covered it, so I've always kind of wanted to see it. So, oh, nice. Power on. The legacy of the Metal Wars, when man fought machine and machines won. Biodreads, monstrous creations that hunt down human survivors and digitize them. Volcania, center of the Biodread Empire, stronghold and fortress of Lord Dread, feared ruler of this new order. But from the fires of the Metal Wars arose a new breed of warriors. Born and trained to bring down Lord Dread and his Biodread Empire. They were soldiers of the future. Mankind's last hope. Their leader, Captain Jonathan Power, master of the incredible power suits which transform each soldier into a one-man attack force. Major Matthew, Hawk Masterson, fighter in the sky. Lieutenant Michael Tank Ellis, ground Sergeant Robert Scout Baker, espionage and communications. And Corporal Jennifer, pilot Chase, tactical systems expert. Together they form the most powerful fighting force in Earth's history. Their creed to protect all life. Their promise to end Lord Dread's rule. Their name, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Yeah. yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Uh, we are continuing this adventure through the 1987 Canadian post apocalyptic children's show, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Yeah! Um, our episodes today are episodes 11 and 12 Flame Street. <gasps> And Gemini and counting. <gasps> what are they about? Let's find out. But babe, Steve, we're not alone for this one. What? Joining us again on this adventure, we have Michael Bagford. Welcome, Michael. Woo-hoo! Oh, what up? What up? What up? What up? Ah, just watching this craziness. Yeah. <laughs> any any predictions for Flame Street? <laughs> Whatever that might be. Uh, Tank will say a one liner. Captain Power's going to find out that. He's actually not that into pilot. He's much more into Hawk. Oh, oh my. Uh, all right. How about you, Michael? Uh, Tank will say a one-liner. Dread will be mad about something and 
Lack, Latchkey will be the best part of the episode. <laughs> Lackey will be there to serve. <laughs> I know, it's called Latchkey. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I guess uh, on that note, should we, uh, should we get it started and find out? Let's do it. All right. One moment. Their name, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Database Journal 47-8, Mark IV. We've come to Tech City, the last bastion of technology, in hopes of acquiring information on Dread's Project New Order. There's danger here in being recognized, but we've done what we can to minimize it. I can see what I call a flame street. How come Dread hasn't stomped this place flat? Visit be the neon light shall guide us. Visit be the neon its light shall guide us. Dread needs the interface with the city's databanks. He needs the people who operate them. It's kind of a rogue's alliance. Hey! Looking to get a little wired, Norm? Zone boy in me. And I got exactly what you need. A little uh, brain crystal, hmm? some uh, skin tabs, snap caps. We're looking for someone named Mindsinger. Mindsinger, huh? <laughs> Runs uh, heavy, heavy chips. Uh, not exactly uh, cheap. <laughs> you pros? We're willing to pay. Well, well. You got a, you got a trip. Uh, Mindsinger's got a chip. <laughs> Follow me. This place makes my skin crawl. Yeah, but it's the only place we can get access to the web. Where's Mindsinger? Cool your jets! She'll be here in a nano. She? Something I can do for you, boys? something to report? Captain Power and his toes are here. Lipping with Mindsinger. They must be looking for a way into the cyberweb. Very well. Hey, hey, slow-mo, man. What about my charge? Human waste. Blastar? Yes, my lord. Take a contingent of troopers into Tech City. Power and his soldiers are there. As you command. Overmine. 
I am here, Dread. Can you interface with the cyberweb in Tech City? Easily. Excellent. Hey, 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 wait, wait! I have another task for you, Organic. Fulfill it, and you will have all the neurocharge you desire. Playing the game, Carter. I'm yours. Yeah, we've had a few of Dredd's troopers jack in, run an X program or two. Lots better than the Hollows, you pros? I mean, it's more than a fantasy. While the plug's in, it's real. I hear you've pulled some information out of their minds while they were off in fantasy lands. Dipping's illegal, Carter. Of course, there's always some data spillover. That's what I want. Access to the web and the information you've stolen. 200 stads a minute starting at Logon. You got it. You jack in alone. Know how to handle yourself in the web? I can learn. Maybe. Stay away from the main frames. They've got protection programs. You'll wind up with cinders in your skull. I'll set it up. John, this is crazy. You know what could happen to you in there? Hawk, time's not on our side. We need any data we can get. We've got a chance at... the web, right? Consensual stimulation grid, direct mental access to data. All you gotta do is think of what you want and you'll be drawn to it. Jacking you in. Now. Trouble. Everybody power up. Power off. Tank, take the point. Scout, give me a reading on the scope. I make it one biodread. Maybe five troopers. Right. Unplug them. We got a situation here. No can do, Carter. Jack them out mid-run and we'll flatline them. Zero EEG. Scan me. Great. Okay, standard defense procedures. Hit and run. Mind the civilians. Let's keep him busy till the captain gets out of the web. Right. Jack him out the second he's finished his run. Copy? How's it look? Not good. The place is surrounded. We can't hold out forever. interfaced with the cyber web put me in and lock onto his mind matrix it is done i'd swear there was somebody in there with him there is lady brain 
Carter's about to have a little dance with Mr. Dredd. And I'm here to see that nobody stops the music. I've got it. Yes. What a pity you won't be able to use it. Welcome to your nightmare, Captain. It's impossible. You can't feel pain here. It's a mental projection. True enough, Captain. But I've had Overmind enhance the radiopathic link between your real body and your simulacrum. If you die in here, psychosomatic shock will kill your body as well. And you will die in here, Captain. I'll see to that. <clears throat> Let's see if it works both ways, Dread. <laughs> you still don't understand, do you, Captain? Here in the web, everything, even your weapon, is a manifestation of thought. Your flawed respect for life is your undoing. You cannot will your blaster to destroy me. But I feel no such reluctance. Captain! How does it feel to be running out of life? That's right, Captain. Run. But it will do you no good for thought travels instantaneously. There is no place you can go where I can't find you. <laughs> Blastar's holding back, playing a waiting game. Why doesn't he blow the place up? Let's not give him any ideas. Distraction. Second line of fire. Draw him off and delay him till the captain's out. Got it. Cover me. Flatline him. Maximum checkout. That's the idea. I keep him in the web. Fred has his fun. And I get the juice. Scan me. Dread promised. 
lifetime ticket to Nirvana. <laughs> no brain, no pain. Come, come, Captain. You're not just going to roll over and die. You can kill me, Dread, but you'll never break me. I can make you doubt your very sanity. Overmind is linked to your mental matrix, Captain. He transmits data to me via the cyberweb. So, this is the infamous power base. Where are we? You'll never find out. How do you know I haven't? I may have already drained your mind and filled it with false memories. Perhaps you are even now a prisoner in Volcania. <laughs> None of this is real. Reality means nothing now, Captain. For all you know, I've already destroyed your power base and your friends. <laughs> Your pitiful resistance is over, Captain. You are unable to save your friends, just as you are unable to save your father. No. No! No. You can't. Overmind. His will is too strong, Dread. He has broken the mind link. Finish him. As you tried to finish me, Lyman, I'm a dream. See, I live on in my soul. And you can't kill a dream. Can you, Lyman? Now, go on. Try. It was your own fault. You wouldn't listen. You never listened! Possible. Didn't you say anything was possible in here? Was it me doing it, Dread? Or was it your own conscience? Come on, face it. Face me. Amps, harmonic distorters. I think I can rig it and produce a local EMP. Yeah, what'll that do? It's gonna cut off all the electronics in the area. That means our suits too, and it's gonna dampen the cyberweb link if it's not shielded. All right, try and buy us some time. Let's go kick some steel. Prevail! 
your new world. This is what you've left humanity. This too will pass. It will be worth it. Nothing is worth this. He's right, my poor friend. You know he's right. You can't change what you were, Dread. What you are under that metal. Check on the captain. Tank, come on. Let's move it. Captain? You're all right. Doesn't scan, Carter. You should be brain dead. It was dread. He was in the web. It's okay, John. It's okay. It didn't happen. Yeah. It's okay. I got what we needed. Good work, Captain. Now let's go home. Hey, I run happy endings as well as the next, but where's my money? <laughs> So that was Flame Street, which aired November 29th, 1987. Oh, man. Uh, from director Ota Hennis. Who's he? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he was second assistant director in First Blood, The Dead Zone. Uh, first assistant on a few smaller things. Eight episodes of this. Uh, episodes of The Twilight Zone, War of the Worlds, White Fang, African Skies, Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation, uh, that 90s Lassie show. 
uh, Brats of the Lost Nebula, which was the Jim Henson claymation thing from back what? in the day. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but writing this episode, we have J. Michael Straczynski. You know, Who the hell created... is he, Steve? <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you asked, Michael. Uh, he's the one that created Babylon 5 and Jeremiah and wrote Thor and Ninja Assassin and uh, World War Z, or at least the movie version of it, you know. Uh, but he did, it's one of his 14 episodes he did. Yes, yeah, so yeah, I guess the bulk of the, the series. Uh, but co-writer Michael Reeves. Who's he, Steve? Uh, did we talk about him? Yeah, I, think, oh, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, he did a bunch of Smurfs, a uh, bunch of Ninja Turtles. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, uh, as well as 29 other Batman episodes. Oh, but the guest stars in this one. Let's see. We have Lori Payton as Mindsinger. Ooh. Uh, let's see. She has 37 credits, uh, three uh, episodes of Night Heat. This. She played Mary Jo Buttafuoco in the Amy Fisher story. That was the uh, TV <laughs> movie starring Drew Barrymore. Uh, seven episodes of Street Legal, one of the X-Files, the Commish, Viper, and Babe. Steve. She was in an episode of Supernatural. Oh, snap. But it's one we haven't quite reached yet. It was season 12. Okay, we're almost there. <laughs> so, yeah, what are we, nine? Nine and a half? Something like that? We, yeah. we should be there by later this week. I'm just yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we also have Brock, <laughs> Brock the Dwayne Johnson, uh, Brock Johnson as Zone Boy. Uh, he has 80 credits, starting with this, uh, but he was a punk in an episode of MacGyver, uh, 21 Jump Street, Mantis. Uh, he was the ghost of Milo Yunston in an episode of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction. Thug <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, in an episode of Smallville, Homeless Man in the Dead Zone. Creepy masturbating guy in the movie Postal. Yes, the 2007 yeah. Uwe Boll flick. <laughs> uh, he was one of the furniture movers in the Mystery Spot episode of Supernatural, which we saw. Oh, snap. <laughs> You're the ones uh, holding the... Yeah, the yeah, piano. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the heat yeah, of the, the moment. moment. <laughs> Great episode, guys. Check it out. One of the best. Uh, flashback Centurion in uh, Pompeii. And uh, he's Grigori in six episodes of The Expanse, which is another series we should probably watch. There you go. All right. So this episode, we start off in Tech City. <laughs> Tech City. That was the last bastion of technology or something like that. Uh, basically looks like your typical 80s, like Streets of Fire, like punk hangout area. I don't know. <laughs> Hell yeah. comes to Frogtown. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the crew's there. They're looking for info on this Project New Order they've been getting little tidbits about um, in the last couple episodes. But they're dressed as like monks to blend in with like these little uh, light, like LED light belts. <laughs> uh, but they uh, but they run into Zone Boy and he's like, hey, 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 what's up? You want some brain kit crystals, some skin taps, some flim flams? <laughs> it's like, no, uh, we're looking for Mind Singer. Ah. <gasps> He must be carrying heavy chips. Oh. <laughs> Cost the big money, it does, yes. <laughs> yeah, the futuristic slang in this movie is kind of, or the show is kind of, kind of hilarious. I like it. <laughs> I, did, I did like the, you scan me? Yeah. <laughs> God, was really, yeah, they call, they call people clickers. I don't know. The, <laughs> that's a lot of blip blorps, sir. <laughs> 
Uh, but uh, yeah, they, they mentioned they're looking for uh, access to the web, and I'm like, oh god, 1987 web. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Like five years before Lawnmower Man, even like, let's do it. And uh, they like walk through this dance club, and the guy, the guy we see like totally like getting into it, like walking towards the camera. I'm like, is that Malcolm Jamal Warner? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, we basically cut to the basement, and we meet. Mind singer, who's this <laughs> this lady with the hair all the way teased up oh, and yeah. like fanning out, and she's got I would say shoulder pads, but it's like <laughs> it's like shogun, but if it was made out of wire, like those kind of shoulder yeah, pads. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't know. It's, kinda... it's fashion with a big capital U in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, basically, uh, you know, they introduce the crew to her and then Zoneboy, he just kind of like exits stage right. And we see him using a, pe- a pay phone to call Dread. He's basically yeah. like, hey, Captain Power and his crew are here. You know, they're about to jack on or whatever. Scan me in. Oh, scan me in. Oh, oh scan me. Oh, he gets a little, little neurocharge or whatever. I guess that's the uh, the future drug is just, I don't know, a little little taser directly to the brain or something. But uh, Dredd's like, ugh, disgusting. Blast off, go kill these fuckers, or you know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I've written down, wow, uh, so we're we're uh, simulating drug use in a children's show. Yeah. I can dig it. <laughs> uh, but oh, then he's like, oh yeah, Zone Boy, I've got another task for you. We then cut to uh, Power, you know, asking for access to the web, and uh, he's like looking for info uh, from like. I guess other people that have jacked onto the system who were part of the, the uh, they were like colonels or something. I guess that's how they got the information they were saying. Something yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah. But uh, so he jacks on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jack then, on. And then like instantly, like Blastar and the troops are like shooting up the club, saying, "All right, <laughs> bitches leave." And <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, you know the the power crew, they're like, "Power on." <laughs> like ready to do battle and they're like all right get power out of there like we can't he once you're plugged in you got to stay in till i don't know you you do you you bust your load or something (laughs) i can't turn it off once i've started it stings no but uh (laughs) yeah so they're like all right cool let's go upstairs and defend the area and protect power blah 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 and then uh dread he uh convinces overmind to let him jack on to like uh, basically fuck around with power and try to destroy his mind <laughs> ah! <laughs> meanwhile zone boy shows back up in the basement and pulls a gun on mind singer and is basically like that's right i'm just gonna hold you at gunpoint here while dread plays with his little power toys <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile inside the cyber web which uh basically looks like they rented out a laser tag arena for right. a day <laughs> Like it's got the little uh little like disco lights and stuff kind of going in a fog machine and it's pretty sweet but uh dread like blast power with the you know a gun he brought in or whatever and is basically like welcome to your nightmare <laughs> if you die in here your body will die as well oh. meanwhile you know the crews they're outside holding on outside they're like why aren't they like trying to go into the club they're just hanging out out here it's kind of fishy, but eh, whatever. Just keep blasting. 
And we come back in the basement and Zone Boy's like, eh, it's going to be great. You know, I'm going to get all the, uh, I don't know, what, what do you call it? Neurocharges or whatever I need. You know what they say, no brain, no pain. And I'm like, that's a cat life philosophy, right, babe? <laughs> that's, yes, that's our cat's life philosophy. <laughs> all beans, no brains. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Dredd's still trying to, like, break Power's mind and sanity and, like, oh, is this your wonderful power base? Tell me where it is. And he's like, I'll never tell you. And I'm like, how does he know what the power base looks like then? Uh. (laughs) Did I find a loophole? No, I don't know. He's like, maybe we're back in Volcania and you're my prisoner. What? No, no, it's not real. Reality means nothing here, Power. (laughs) And then he shows like the crew all like dead, like like opens up the elevator, the crew's all dead, like I don't know, spiked up against the wall or something. And even uh zombie daddy power shows up, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, but then all of a sudden, like power just kind of like like shorts out or whatever, not like uh overmind, what's happened? Like his will is too strong, he's broken the link, and then daddy power uh, shows up and starts talking back to dread like that's right taggart <laughs> like you said anything's possible in here <laughs> and then power shows up and is like yeah face me dread what are you scared and they both like pull out these giant you know the face spears. me like you're my daddy yeah <laughs> face me if you're gonna try to mind fuck me <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, so they pull out the spears and they start having the bi- the battle from the end of uh, Masters of the Universe, where it's yeah. <laughs> it's like the super backlit, like that, like green screen, and just kind of I don't know, not even really like attacking, just kind of like I don't know, trying to like push each other over with the side of the spear. I don't know, it's kind of <laughs> not the greatest. But uh, meanwhile, in the real world, pilots like okay, I think I've got an idea. They got a bunch of tech stuff around here. I think I can devise an EMP. And I'm like, okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. She finds like a propane tank and a couple loose wires and starts like putting them together. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so yeah, so like tanks like blasting up troopers and pilots, I don't know, EMPing and all that. Uh, back in cyberspace, uh, Dread and Power, you know, continuing their Masters of the Universe fight. But then Taggart shows up. What? Dread when he was human? And he starts ta- talking smack a little bit too. And then Dread's like, ah, no, my mind. It like fucking phases out of there or whatever. I don't know. It just kind of goes weird. Uh, but then Pilot sets off the EMP. Pop. And like the power suits go out. All the troopers and blast are there. So like, and the lights go out in the city and the sun shines on the bay. It's fantastic. Like, okay, well, I guess everybody's done. Uh, let's go check on power. And I'm like, or double tap the troopers while they're not doing anything. I don't know. Take Blastar's head. I'm assuming that'll fix it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but they go to check. Um, um, and apparently uh, power's like back from the link. Like, I, I, I don't know if like he got back because the EMP went off or did it like just before. Who knows? But uh, he just beats the shit out of Zone Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Go get your fucking shine box. No, but. (laughs) Uh, But of course, uh, Mindsinger's like, you you should be brain dead. And he's like, I I don't know, maybe. (laughs) And Hawk's like, it's okay. It's okay, John. It wasn't real. 
that's okay. I got the info I, that we needed. And my zinger's like, yeah, that's great. That's great. So where my money at? <laughs> right. And we then come back to Volcania and Overmind's upset like, you fool, you could have killed Power, but instead you gave him vital information. And uh, Dred's just kind of like, no, it's, it's okay. I'll, we'll take care of it. No problem. I'll kill him next time. Don't you worry about it, Overmind. <laughs> we'll come back after the Christmas break because guys, we've now officially reached halfway <gasps> through the first oh! season Ooh. of Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Oh shit! Uh, Michael, any thoughts on this episode? Uh, it seems like it's trying to be important, an uh, important episode. But in the end, I don't know if anything really is important in this episode. To make any sense of that, I mean, uh, I mean, we'll find out what the information is. I guess that uh, Power got from this, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it it, it was kind of one of those like. I mean, it, like if this were a full hour episode and they could really go into like, it, you know, like being in the cyberspace and trying to break them down and stuff instead of it being so quick, it would legitimately work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But we needed that cheap Masters of the Universe fight. There's no room for it. You know, <laughs> explanation. Well, as you said, the money they save on not having a fight choreographer, they can then, no, <laughs> they, they can put towards, I don't know, character development. <laughs> they can put towards, uh, you know, zombie daddy power. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, how about you, babe? I dug this episode. I yeah, I enjoy like good world building and this, this episode had good world building with, uh, electric avenue i mean fire yeah, street flame street yeah yeah, yeah. tech city whatever <laughs> yeah yeah i i like this post-apocalyptic world by the way guys i just realized cyber monks in this universe just like in uh shit priest. Uh, yeah <laughs> priest uh shit the the jean-claude van damme dennis rodman one. Double, double team double team yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I swear there was one other where that randomly popped up, but yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Cybermunks all... are in a lot. Oh, I mean, obviously Fifth Element. Didn't? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Fifth Element. Didn't uh, one of the Laura Croft movies have Cybermunks? Yeah, I think Cybermunks oh. are sort of the thing, like <laughs> a MacGuffin. Well, I mean, because they look cool <laughs> as shit, but then like, I feel like uh, after um, oh my god, Da Vinci Code came out. A lot of people wanted futuristic monks after they had the weird albino killer monk. But they had all, um, all the movies, like all those movies came out before Da Vinci Code, though. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. maybe they inspired Da Vinci Code. Whatever, yeah. man. Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dan Brown, you I, 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 I think, uh, I, th- I think monks across all ages is a thing us humans just enjoy. It, it's like uh, it's like cyber samurais also pop up in a lot of things. I think we just like That's the idea, or we're like cyber cowboys. We like the idea of <laughs> making something like in the past come forward. Just cyborgs in general. Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, uh, I, I I guess rating uh, <laughs> if we're doing the uh, knee pads or hater slippers, how are we rating this one, Michael? Um, I'll give it one knee pad. It was enjoyable enough. Uh, it's kind of cool to see that this is the show that started Cybermonks. Yeah. Cybermonks. <laughs> Cybermonks. How about you, babe? I'll go ahead and give this one two knee pads. I like this one a lot. Oh, nice. It was a fun world. Nice. Yeah, I, I was thinking one knee pad. Uh, it's because, like, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good ideas in it, but not really hashed out. Uh, I mean, we'll see if it 
you know with the information like what it becomes in the next episode because uh yeah i don't know for from from what i remember the second half of the season it starts getting uh really good so i don't know we'll see also i haven't seen it in a couple of years but <laughs> what i think i think i'm i'm picking up is uh like i know i'm like a monster of the week i like the standalone episodes of a lot of shows i think maybe you guys like overarching uh storylines i'm more of a monster of the week person myself i'm kind of starting okay. to get tired of the connected storyline stuff all right yeah i get bored i'm just like uh i don't care about drama anymore yeah it's tough to have like the new uh the, the new bio dread or whatever every week or the new the new enemy or whatever but i mm-hmm. I, I do like this where it's like yeah the world building kind of like what what is happening in this post-apocalyptic world like like you know we've seen like the underground cities and stuff like that but just this tech city which is basically just a punk haven that has its own power and everything like how how does that all work oh don't worry they got emp'd we don't have to worry about them anymore <laughs> i don't like where are they getting their power from if you know they don't have vol- like a volcano or yeah, whatever you know but yeah it's like it's like this, there's a lot that's happening in this post-apocalyptic world you have people who are literally just like trying to lick dirt for nutrients and wandering around <laughs> in the desert because we've like seen those people and then we have like like haven yeah we're also a Hana. <laughs> yeah and then we have like punk world like an eden 2 and mm-hmm. you know the passages whatever that is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so, so so ripe for uh for like a series or a video game or something like that but you know we'll have to save that for some developers <laughs> out there but next uh we're going to episode 12 which came out uh said the last one was november 29th this one aired january 10th 1988 it's Gemini and counting. <gasps> hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Human Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Power on. Captain Power and the soldiers of the future. Database Journal 478 Mark 10. Captain reporting. A virulent, mutated form of influenza is sweeping through the passages like wildfire. We've responded to an emergency distress call with as much vaccine as Mentor could synthesize. The virus is mutating too fast. We can't contain it. The vaccine's our only chance of getting it under control. Captain, I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but we need a great deal more. I'm sorry, but the base components are scarce, and we're not geared up for mass production. There's another way. Dread's Chem Factory Med Lab 1. It's manned by the Dread Youth. Attack a Med Lab? Not an attack, just one person. Me. I'm the one that can do it. I know the layout, the patrol schedule, all the security traps. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Things could be different now. What was the first thing you taught me when you freed me from the Dread Youth? 
prime goal. What we're all about. To preserve life. Hate to say it, but she's right. All right. We'll be back. Not much showing. No. Most of the facilities are underground beneath the ruins. Well, it's your territory. Yeah. Pick a rendezvous point. Uh... Here, near one of the emergency exits. We'll be there. Okay. Private. Try this. Perfect. How many more of these circuit breakers do you need? Uh, you better give me two to be safe. Two more scout specials coming up. Great. Pilot? I still say you should wear your power suit. I disagree, Captain. It's, it's too hard to hide. The instant I power up, I'm going to set off every detector in Med Lab 1. All right. It's your show. Tank will be at the rendezvous point. But if you're not there... Understood. I'm gonna get ready now. Close enough. Running lights off. Infrared on. Ready to touch down. Pilot, take cover. What do you got, Scout? Readings indicate seven troopers heading right for us. Let me handle them. No, Tank, this time we have to take them out quickly, quietly. Not one can have a chance to radio back to base. If they suspect anything at all, pilot will never get out alive. All right, I'll take the front, scout the middle, hockey take the rear. Remember, quickly, quietly. No one gets away, radio's base. Let's power up. Power on. Let's get him. Five seconds and they all need to go down.
Nice job. Good work, gentlemen. Way to go. Pilot, the good news is the troopers are out, and no transmissions were sent. The bad news is, when the troopers don't report in, the base will go on full alert. So you've probably got an hour at best. Get in, get out. All right. Jennifer. You're not alone. We're with you. Always. For you, Captain, things certainly have changed. soldiers. I'm here because people are dying of a sickness. Your people have medicine, and we don't. Soldiers? You're animals. You're lowest kind work. <gasps> I'll make sure someone knows that you need help. Or I'll come back and help you myself. You have my word on it.
Technician? I have new orders for you. She won't call for help. I'll undo the gag. The machine is perfection. Aaron, you're a human like me. With flesh and blood. The world is imperfect. We will make it perfect. Mechanized, immortal, human minds, and in dying metalloid bodies. We are the body electric. Dread is eyes. We are his fist. With our blood and our trust, he shall mold a new tomorrow. Surprised? I've heard that a thousand times. Dread's litany of anti-life. You were one of us. Once I was, yes. No. That's impossible. You are a human being like your parents were before. And being human is feeling and thinking and being alive in your world. Listen to those thoughts. Don't fight them. They're gonna set you free. They set me free. Medlab's gone to full alert. That's what we've been waiting for. Zordon, you heard? Yes, my lord. Proceed to Medlab One. Whoever they are, bring them to me. Understood, my lord. I'm ready for liftoff. Hit it. Get it to pilot. I'll keep Zordon busy.
really nice. Kill me then, Aaron, because there's no way I'm going to go back with you. You understand? Pilot, stand back. Don't shoot. Let's move. Aaron, you got a big decision to make. You come with me? I'll show you what it's really like. You want to come? Or you can just kill me. You'll be a big hero. You just want to stay here and just forget everything. What do you want to do? Get on the bike now. chance. You were damn lucky. I cracked her armor, though. Maybe just a little bit for now, but in time, who knows? She's out there, my young twin. Wondering why she suddenly doesn't belong anymore. Just like I did. So that was Gemini and Counting, again airing on January 10th, 1988, from director Ota Hannes, same as the last episode. Who's he, Steve? <laughs> the same as the last one, you know, First Blood, uh, Second Unit Director, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also written by Michael J. Straczynski, but another guest writer on this one, Christy Marks, who has 38 credits, including five episodes of the animated series of G.I. Joe, uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends this she's the creator of gem yes of gem and the holograms fame uh she also did a couple episodes of dino riders one of ninja turtles six of bucky o'hare six of conan the adventurer uh, one episode of dark stalkers anybody remember dark stalkers the uh it was the capcom video game that was like monsters like there was a vampire and a frankenstein and a werewolf and a zombie and i don't know they had a i think it was just one season or whatever but yeah they had an animated show uh three episodes of reboot four of shadow warriors and she has one acting credit babe can you guess what movie it is 
What movie is it, Steve? Gem and the Holograms, your oh, favorite movie of all time. Wow. You know, being the creator, you got to have the, the cameo. Uh, she played Lindsay Pierce, whoever that is. Probably one of the moms or something. <laughs> oh, I say one of the moms. I don't remember there being a lot of, like, other than the girls. I don't remember there being a lot of women. It was all about yeah. somebody's dad. Yeah, the, one of the moms was like, wasn't it, uh, uh, shit, 16 Candles? Um, I don't know. Who's the chick from 16 Candles? Molly Ringwald? Yes, Molly Ringwald. I think she was in it somewhere. Ooh. I don't know. It's been like five, six years since we see, since we stopped watching it. <laughs> Guys, that's the one where we there was a problem with the DVD like 15 minutes into us watching it. We decided, fuck it, it wasn't worth watching. And we watched another critics review of it and did our episode. <laughs> that's, right. that's how much we disliked that movie. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, some special guests in this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, as the lady doctor, we have Anna Ferguson. Uh, 51 credits, including Nurse in Peggy Sue Got Married. This, an episode of The X-Files. A bunch of TV movies. Uh, she was female elder number two in Scary Movie 4. Oh. All right. Uh, 13 episodes of Heartland, which is the uh, long-running Canadian show that a uh, uh, pilot, Jessica Steen's a, been a part of for like 12 years. All right. And The Truth About Christmas. Oh. Which I assume is one of those Hallmark movies. But uh, Michael, Izzy, did either of you recognize who played Aaron? Who's she, Steve? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Lori Holden. Is that name ringing bells? All right. She has 47 credits, starting with this when she was apparently a teenager. Uh, one episode of Due South, uh, an episode of Highlander, Murder, She Wrote, Outer Limits, 18 episodes of the Magnificent Seven TV series, The Majestic. And then you probably either know her from her 10 episodes as Marietta Cotavarubius in X-Files. Oh. Uh, she was also a small part in the Fantastic Four movie, uh, Silent Hill, The Mist, Andrea in 35 episodes of The Walking Dead, 13 episodes of The Shield, Dumb and Dumber 2, and she was the, and coming soon, she's the Crimson Countess in season three of The Boys. Oh my. So that Lori Holden, back when she was like 17 or 18 years old, it looks like, like I realized like, when I was with this, I'm like, oh cool, yeah, she, I don't remember her being in this, and then it's like, oh this is 10 years before, you know, <laughs> X-Files, like yeah. I would have seen her in, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but we start off. All right. We start off with uh, there's an influenza virus sweeping the land. And I'm like, oh, God yeah, damn it. So Steve goes, <laughs> oh, you're going to recognize somebody in this. And he goes, there's an influenza virus sweeping the land. And I'm like, thanks a lot, babe. <laughs> Rona sweeping the land. Ooh. No vaccine in sight. No. But yeah, they're like delivering some vaccines to, I, I, I don't know, some another one of the Benny Hanna looking cities. <laughs> but uh, they're like, hey, Captain, we need more. Do, do you happen to have any more? Like, well, no, it's not like we're mass producing this stuff. Um, but instead, Pilot like has a crazy idea where it's like, you know, when I was part of the Dread Youth, I, uh, I, I, I could probably like take my suit and my my, my uh, memorabilia that I've kept and uh, probably sneak into a med lab and steal some vaccines. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't like that idea, but it's a darn good idea. <laughs> so then uh, cut to them like on the ship, like velcroing a bunch of. I guess they call like circuit breakers or whatever on her uh, on her wrists or on her uh, forearms. They looked like the, watches. Yeah, yeah like little Velcro straps for like a watch. And I, I assume it's like 
you know, just like little kits to like pick circuits apart or something, or I, I don't know what. But... Lock picking. Yeah. <laughs> Surprised they weren't like slap bracelets they were just like putting on her. <laughs> Swatches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Power says, hey, you should take your power suit, and you know, just to be safe. And she's like, well, no, that's too easily detected. Come on, man. He's like, all right, well, you know, just make it to the rendezvous spot, okay? Because if not, we're going to come in guns blazing. She's like, yeah, 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 I get it, I get it. So she gets all uh, dressed up in her Nazi uniform, <laughs> and uh, and they fly off, and uh, basically they drop her off, like, in, in, like, you know, one of the rubble towns that, you know, cover the surface, because She's got to go down into the, the, it's like an underground base or whatever, this med lab she's trying to get into. But they do a quick scan and there's like seven troopers patrolling the area. So power tank and, uh, no, sorry, power hawk and scout like split up and go to take them out quietly. But, you know, we got to be separated and take them out quietly and quickly. Don't take tank with you because we got to do this quietly. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's fine. I'll stay with the, I'll stay with the ship. I'll stay with the, the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we get a nice little scene where they're like surrounding the troopers, and then uh, Power pulls out his uh, neon laser shurikens or whatever to like throw those, and then he pulled out this. I guess it was supposed to be like a like a light blade or something, but it was really just like a blade with like that had ice like a cube. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were like ice cube shurikens. Yeah, there was like an LED light in the blade, like it was like a clear plastic blade, like. But he pushed down the button and it lights up. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Uh, then, of course, you got like Hawk using his wrist rockets. Is that a wrist rocket? Or are you happy to see me? <laughs> but, you know, all these guys are like exploding and like you know, the music's playing and stuff like that. And I'm like, yep, taking them out quietly. <laughs> yep, super quiet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they basically uh, run back to pilot and they're like, all right, well, we, we took them out. They didn't set off transmission, but when they don't report in, you know, this place will be crawling in about an hour. So you got about an hour to get in, get out, and get it done. Okay, cool. And Jessica, remember, you're not alone. Except we're sending you in alone. So yep. good luck. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she, so she sneaks down underground and it looks like she sneaks onto, onto like the, um, was it the... Nostromos or whatever, like one of those yeah. like alien tube hallway bases <laughs> or whatever, and looks like they're about five feet high in the middle. Like I don't know, I, I don't know if I can walk around in one of those places. <laughs> no, I think it'll be like uh like that time we took you on this the submarine tour. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you lasted better longer than your buddy Scott, who about four minutes into it just went. I paid my twenty bucks. I saw what I wanted to see. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I took a few pictures. I don't need to see the bed chambers. Let's go. Seems like, our, bro, we just started. Like, I'm done. I'll wait for you guys on the dock. <laughs> I'll, I'll enjoy the uh, the beach air, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she pulls out her little uh, tricorder. It looks like and like starts scanning the area, and then she like, okay, we get a scene where like she sneaks up on this dude who I guess is like a guard or whatever. But she like grabs his head from behind, like he, she's like mind melding him or something, and then he just like kind of ah spazzes and like falls down. And I'm like, uh, did did she just like Vulcan mind meld her, or is she supposed to like snap his neck or something? Because his head barely moved. It was just like, like I don't know, like she scared him and he turned into one of those fainting goats or something and just kind of <laughs> fell over. <laughs> but uh. 
but yeah she starts sneaking around and she's like trying to sneak into the uh the ac vents or whatever like it's die hard or something but then she's attacked from behind by a lady in a uniform <laughs> and it fights around and then it's little it could have been like her little sister like it was just like her like blonde hair same outfit everything but it's you know little little teenage Lori holden and she's basically like be quiet like you know <laughs> yeah go ahead and pull that gun we both explode she's got like a grenade in her fucking hand and i'm like yeah kid show let's do this <laughs> <laughs> she might she like finds out like, what's your name aaron cool aaron i'm gonna tie you up now is that cool <laughs> right so yeah she ties her up to like a i don't know a nearby fence or whatever and i'm like nice uh sneaks into ac vents and you know starts sneaking around and then she uh pops up and is like uh she sees like a scientist going to the lab and she's like excuse me excuse me technician like checks his records like okay i have some new uh new commands where he follows in and just knocks them out and then we cut her like walking out in his lab coat or whatever and going <laughs> to the next lab. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's pretty sweet. I'm, I'm digging this. Uh, so yeah, she sneaks into med lab, takes like a, you know, one of those like rolls of vaccines, like, you know, <laughs> like you roll it out like a toolkit or whatever, but <laughs> whatever. And uh, she also takes like a first aid kit. So then she uh, goes back into the AC units, goes and meets up with Aaron still tied up. And she's like, all right, hold still. I'm going to take care of this uh, this injury I gave you or whatever. <laughs> and I like a little Aaron. She's like, "What's what's wrong with my eyes? <laughs> Those are tears. It's okay. You're human. They're perfectly natural. <laughs> You're a human, not a machine." And she's like, "What? What do you mean? We are the body electric." And they like start reciting the, I don't know, the the, the creed of Volcania or whatever, <laughs> the creed of the Dread Youth. Yeah, the Dread Youth Code or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's right. I was one of you too. But I was set free. Being human is thinking and feeling for yourself. And then all of a sudden the alarm goes off. <laughs> and she's like instantly spotted. And, uh, you know, uh, she, she's like shooting off a bunch of troopers and stuff. Uh, Sauron is sent to Med Lab 1 to, you know, clean up whatever's going on. And uh, we hear Captain Power. He, I, I I, I think they like heard the alert was going off. So he like yeah. hops in the power jet or whatever to go, go help out. But um, yeah, pilots really like holding her own on the ground. Like she's like yeah. hiding behind barrels and like popping around and blasting guys. <laughs> but then like a tank rolls in and she's like, screw this. And like runs off. <laughs> Meanwhile, you get like a five minute fight between uh, Sauron and uh, Captain Power in the power jet, like flying around. <laughs> Uh, but of course you know power wins he always does or does he we'll find oh. out <laughs> anyway got a pilot she's like at the rendezvous spot and just like kind of looking around like am i am i early am i late and then she hears the noise and sees that uh aaron's got the drop on her she's got a gun it's like hey i'm gonna turn you in because that's I, i'm loyal to dread and oh. i must do it and she's surrender and pilot's like look I'm I'm leaving. You can come with me or not, but I'm leaving. Don't make me shoot put two in your forehead or you know. Uh, she doesn't say, you know, she she like gives her the choice and I'm like, that's uh that's bold. <laughs> but then uh Tank shows up on the the air bike to pick her up and he's like, "Hello ladies, time for a ride." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, pilot is more of the look, you can if you want to come with us, just hop on the bike and we can take you somewhere safe, but if you want to stay here, 
that's your choice too. Or you can shoot me in the head, whatever you want. And I just want Tank to be like, if she moves, I'm going to fucking split her in half with my fist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, good show. Can't do that, right? Uh, or anyway, can you? Or can you? It's night. It's the '80s, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead, they, uh, you know, uh, pilot jumps on the bike and they fly off without her. And uh, <laughs> you know, you get the like look of uh, Aaron like looking up at him longingly for like half a second in the dust. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, Joseph like delivering the vaccines to the 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 Benihana town again. And uh, the casking pilot, how'd you know she wasn't going to shoot you? Well, it was um, okay. I didn't, but I was kind of hoping yeah, I at least cracked her armor a little bit, and you know, maybe maybe she's thinking about you know leaving. Maybe who knows? Just just maybe. G- give her some time. Roll credits. Yeah, that's the episode. Uh, what, what do you think, Mike? I liked it. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's uh, it seemed it was another one of those. That, I, I mean, they all seem like they go by quick because they're like it does minutes. But <laughs> yeah, how about you, Ben? Yeah, I liked it again. Like uh, some good world building in this. I feel and I feel like the actors have got the rhythm with their characters, and so we're actually getting some like character traits out of them. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to just sort of being assigned titles. Yeah, I feel like yeah. we're getting to know them all a little bit better. Instead of just being pilot, the one that flies the ship, it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, she was part of the Dread Youth, and you know, yeah, you and, and her, they like, mentioned it, but she actually world. got to like use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually, came in handy, and yeah, I got some, you know, vaccines. Uh, this uh, this virus that's spreading over the land, and uh, uh, get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess uh, ratings is. Uh, Knee pads, hater slippers. I'll give it a knee pad. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, how about you, Mike? I'll give it a knee pad as well. And it's good to see, you know, young Lori Holden, you know, yeah. knowing in like 10 years she's going to be on X Files. And then after that, just a whole bunch of everything and still, still doing a successful career, you know, going to be in the boys when that new season comes out. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, yeah, we're we're twelve episodes in. Got ten more to go over the next couple of months. Uh, yeah. Everybody enjoying it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Michael, where where can we find you on social media? Um, for Twitter at Michael Bagford, at Instagram at at Bagford Michael. Uh, I do an album a day. I've been on the Soup Complex for a while here. I don't know if I'm still on at this point when this episode airs, but we'll say optimistically, optimistically, yes. <laughs> well, unless they start going to the studio and they can't really do the get me on there, so we'll I'll find out. Oh, I thought they were doing the like zoom through the studio or something like that. Now are they all, all like at their different homes and stuff? When they're they're doing still those? at their homes at this point. Oh, okay, oh. okay. I thought I thought they'd gone back in at one point, but okay. Hopefully, hopefully they'll figure all that out. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, you and uh, Brent from Home Video Hustle being on those episodes, uh, uh, but just just more great perspectives on there. I'm, I'm really enjoying those episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even though I don't talk as much as everybody else on there does. Yeah, well, I mean, you know that from being on our podcast, like you get too many people on, <laughs> you know, 
everybody loves the sound of their own voice. What? No. Huh? <laughs> uh, babe, can we find you on social media anywhere? Uh, yes, you can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias under Untidy Venus. You can also find my Etsy shop at untidyvenus.etsy.com. And you can go ahead and uh, find me over on my Patreon at Untidy Venus over on Patreon. Guys, come join the Sticker of the Month Club. Four bucks a month. They'll send you a sticker every single month. Every damn month. Every damn month. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Where can we find you? Oh, well, you can find me everywhere at EILF Movies on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or on all the major podcatchers under everything I learned from movies. Uh, or you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at EILF Movies. That's everything, everything I learned from movies. movies. Steve will fix that in post. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're in the Ogden, Utah area, come hit us up at Brewies every other Wednesday. We're having a free screening of an incredible movie every other Wednesday. Um, and Izzy's at the local Arson Collective. You yeah. see her amazing wares in person. And uh, yeah, we're doing these Captain Power watch parties for the next couple of months, just every other Saturday. Find out how to join the fun at EILF Movies. Oh yeah, we have that new website, EILFmovies.com. Yeah. Where, uh, yeah, basically I have a review of like a movie a day. Uh, plus, you know, whatever else we add things on there all the links yeah. to all of the sites you know all the fun stuff we can yeah, we find posting. everything there at eilfmovies.com <laughs> so yeah i guess until next time i'm steve and i'm izzy i'm michael and this is everything <laughs> i learned from movies power on let's kick some steel <laughs> let's blow this baby blow this baby <laughs> This is Captain Power. I'm closing in on Dread.